And I mean, like, everyone's trying to tell me their issues, and I'm like, bitch, can you just cue up my drums? Welcome back to Rebel Girls Book Club. I'm Harmony. And I'm Maggie, and we're here to take you on an intersectional feminist approach to books from all over the spectrum. Bestsellers, we've got you covered. That one book from English class you hated while you read it but you can't forget, we've got that too. Comic books, nonfiction, it's all right here. So grab your tea, grab your blanket, and let's get rebellious talking about your new favorite reads. Hello! I am Harmony. I'm Maggie. Welcome back to Rebel Girls Book Club, where we have a different kind of episode for you today, because we're on a break. We are on a break. This is a surprise. You thought you were going to get a blooper reel thing, and that will just have to wait until I eventually make us a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Instead, we're taking we're taking a page out of BookTube today, and we're going to do the Finally Fall book tag, which was created by the Tall Tales YouTube channel. The video has been made private, and she's not active anymore, but I do want to point it out there that, like, obviously, Harmony and I did not come up with this. So yeah, we're just going to, you know, do a little Q&A, get to know us a little better, you know? But it's fall-themed, because I'm a basic white girl, and that's what makes me happy in this year of our Lord, 2020. That's true. That's All true. Right. I think that's good. Do you think it's snowing by the time that this airs? Because I feel like that will take away from the fall for some people. I don't know. It depends on where you are. It's pretty much winter here, to be perfectly honest. So, But it's still technically but, fall, so embrace it. But it is still technically fall, and this is what matters. All right. Uh, Harmony and I did not prepare answers to these questions. So uh, let's see how this goes. All right, Harmony, first one. In fall, the air is crisp and clear. Name a book with a vivid setting. Oh, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Name a book with a vivid setting. I'm going to say Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> That's funny. I'm glad you knew that. These are all going, all of my answers are going to be like what I have been consuming in the past month or so. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Maggie? Name a name a book. Do I ask you the question as well? Yeah, might as well, right? Oh, what is a book with a really vivid setting? Uh, I haven't been reading a lot of fantasy recently. Oh, you know what? The book I'm reading right now has a pretty vivid setting. It's Lock Every Door by Riley Sager, and it takes place in this very spooky, like very famous apartment building in Manhattan, and you can really just like the the of the building itself almost feels like a character. That's how like intense this Ooh, setting is. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. Question two. Nature is beautiful, but also dying. Name a book that is beautifully written, but also deals with a heavy topic like loss or grief. Why do you do this to me, Maggie? I guess that would be if you leave me. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Mine is The Death of Vivek Oji by Akweki Amezi, which is like the most beautiful book I've read this year and also tore me into a million little pieces emotionally. It sounds really pretty. You recommended that to my friend recently. So I did. I've been recommending it to everyone. It is by far the best book I've read this year. It usurped in the dream house. Whoa, that's that's pretty incredible. I guess in the dream house yeah. could have also worked for that question. Fall is back to school season. Share a nonfiction book that taught you something new. 
when was the last time I read nonfiction? I think it was Hood Feminism. <laughs> Hood Feminism by Mickey Kendall, I believe. I, nice. Yes. I'm going to go with, I read The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin uh, this year. And it was a reread for me, but it's one of those books that like you just get something new out of every single time you go back to it, you know? That's fair. In order to keep warm, it's good to spend some time with the people we love. Name a fictional family, household, friend group that you'd like to be a part of. Oh, okay. There's a lot. There's a lot that I would like to be a part of. I don't want to give J.K. Rowling any more recommendations, so I'm going to skip her. And instead, I'm going to say that I would love to be a part of the Witches of New York crew. Mm, That's a good one. That's a good one. I got into really... I really got into historical romance randomly earlier this year and I read a couple and I think that if I was going to be part of any friend group, I'd want to be a part of the friend group in the Girl Meets Duke series. They're just like so wholesomely there for each other and they all have such different interests and as much as they're like sexy steamy books at the center of them really is like this just very cute friend group and all of these lovely family dynamics and that's 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 what I'm going with. And if I meet a Duke along the way, you know. (laughs) I ain't gonna complain. There you go. There you go. All right. The colorful leaves are piling up on the ground. Show us a pile of fall-colored spines. Ah, well, we can't do that one. Or a podcast. Do you have a a book that had, off the top of your head, though, that has that, like, real fall vibe? Um, let me think. Let me think. Well, I actually, okay, so when fall began, I started the um, Emily of New Moon series, which is another Ellen Montgomery Mm. thing. And I feel like that's real fall-like. And then on the, uh, like this, I'm going to give you two, because that's like, that's nice comfort fall. And then we have spooky fall. Spooky fall, I've been reading The Diviners, and I just started the Brooklyn Brujas series. And that is, the first one is called labyrinth of the lost or something like that and that's also got fall vibes i think very nice for this one i'm gonna go at least colors wise with a burning by mecca uh madrimdar which is just like it's on fire you know but it means that it's like (laughs) orange and red and yellow and like all the fall colors i don't know if it's necessarily a fall book i'm still at the beginning of it but like colors wise she's got the vibe there we go Fall is the perfect time for some storytelling by the fireside. Fi- fireside. Fireside. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> by the fireside. Share a book wherein somebody is telling a story. Oh! Like a book within a book situation. <laughs> what was the last time I read a book within a book? I read a lot of short stories. Uh... I'm like looking at my books for inspiration. A book within a book. Oh, narrators. Uh, can, can we start with you for that one? Because I'm blanking. Yeah, yeah, you're all good. I think I might go with another one of my favorites this year uh, and say this is how you lose the time war, which is not necessarily a book within a book, but because it's an epistolary novel, it very much feels like you're being read a story because it's these two women writing back and forth to each other, sort of telling stories of, uh, and then they fall in love and it's very gay and it's very cute and very wonderful um, and very strange. But it really gives me that vibe of like having a story narrated to you because of the letter style. And also I love that book very much and everyone should read it. I guess Carmilla kind of fits that, right? Because that's a story within a story. And then the only yeah. 
Yeah, the only other thing I can think of. Nope, I think that's it. I'm like trying to think. Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell like kind of does that because it's got the it's written like a history of English language. And then I guess for like oral storytelling purposes, the only book that I can think of off the top of my head is the um, A Witch's Yule Tide by Amy McKay, which is the follow up to A Witch's of New York. And that like would be good for oral storytelling, but is also definitely more winter focused. For sure. For sure. The nights are getting darker. Share a dark, creepy read. You go first, Maggie. I'm going to go with The Secret History by Donna Tartt, which is like, oh my god, so fucking good. I know everyone loves The Secret History, and like that's not a, <laughs> a unique recommendation, but I love it. It's not creepy necessarily, but it's very dark, very dark academia uh, and some real fucked up shit happens in it. So I think it works. I don't like read a lot of horror-esque novels, but I'm going to say In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado. That's probably the darkest thing I've read in a while. And it's got like yeah. monster elements, even though it's a memoir. It's true. It's true. All right. The days are getting colder. Name a short heartwarming read that can warm up somebody's cold and rainy day. Hmm. Short and heartwarming. Let me let me take a look at my my list. It's probably going to be a Anne of Green Gables and or Emily of New Moon book. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to recommend Emily of New Moon. I know I already did that, but I'm going to recommend it because it kind of is better than Anne of Green Gables. And as I've said on the pod before, I think, or maybe that hasn't aired yet, it definitely has like definitive gayness written in the text. Very nice. Very nice. I'm going to go with uh, The Prince and the Dressmaker by Jen Wong. That was just like such a, it's short, it's a graphic novel, and it's just like a very sweet, very heartwarming story. Yeah, I agree. That is a good one. All right. Fall returns every year. Name an old favorite that you'd like to return to soon. (sighs) Oh, that's a good question. Does it have to be fall themed? No. All right, so my old favorite that I will be returning to soon is The Passion of Mary Magdalene, which is a part of the Maeve Chronicles, and um, it's fantastic, and I will at least be reading that book in the series. All right, Maggie. Uh, I really want to reread Ahab's Wife by Senior Jeter Nasland. I think I've me- I mentioned before on the podcast that I think it might actually be my favorite book of all time, but I've only read it once, so like I'm not entirely certain that that's true you know but I really love that book and I'm excited to get back to it that's fair all right fall is the perfect time for cozy reading nights and so share your favorite cozy reading accessories well I have one on right now my snuggie is a great accessory um a cup of coffee or a cup of tea in a mug that Maggie actually gave me that says her better half is my other favorite accessory. Sometimes did knitting. You did. Or you know what it may have been? You might have left it uh, in the apartment. And so I assumed it was mine. Because it's definitely yeah, that, from you. It was Emily's. <laughs> Wait, really? I think so, yeah. I think she left it for me then. Because that's what you guys, everyone left. And they said, Harmony, just take whatever we left. Which was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how yeah, did I get- I- I, I didn't have that mug before then. You must have had it, though. 
because we yeah, don't know what the I, hell. It, I was I was the intermediary there. I'm just saying I'm fairly certain it was Emily's at one point. Sorry, Emily. That's okay. She doesn't listen to the pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think for me, definitely a drink. I sometimes read with wine at night, or if it's earlier in the day, I'll read with coffee or tea. And a bookmark, which probably sounds super basic, but I'm lost without bookmarks and often need to use like a real bookmark. Sometimes if I just use whatever's lying around, it'll just like fall out and I'll lose it. And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. (laughs) And then I think especially in the fall and winter, I'm like a, a blanket person. That's for sure. Blankets are important. Yeah, especially because since I'm not leaving my house, my reading habits have changed a lot since the pandemic started. I used to do all of my reading pretty much on my commute, which was extraordinarily long. But I don't read outside of my house anymore because I don't leave my house ever. So now I'm really like a couch reader and I have a little nest on the couch of like a nice pillow that I like and my favorite blanket and all of that good stuff. And like that's... That's the move. I will say I'm not much of a snacker typically while I read. I think I just tend to find it difficult to juggle trying to like do that many things with my hands at once. And yeah, that's it. That was the tag. We just thought we'd, you know, let you guys get to know us just a smidge better. Oh, wow. That's it? That we're done? Yeah, it's short. Okay. Short, sweet, and to the point. Wonderful. Wonderful. We'll tune in next week when we are reading Margaret the First. Yeah, it'll be a great episode. I like that book a lot. It's Maggie's namesake. (laughs) No, but I wish. (laughs) All right, guys, talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher app. You can support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash RGBC and clicking the support this podcast button. Our episode schedule can be found in our show notes or by going to medium.com slash rebel-girls-book-club and clicking read along. You can follow us at RGBC Pod on Instagram at Rebel Girls Book Club, on Facebook at Rebel Girls Book One, on Twitter. And you can email us at rebelgirlsbookclub at gmail.com. Our theme song is called Pretty Boys Make Me Feel Ugly, and it's by The Gays. See you soon, and remember to read rebelliously.